0: Leah, you were thrown into prison and kicked out of the country. Is that right?
1: That's correct. Yeah,
0: bad, wow. bad girl. And we allow her on the airways yeah. with us? Yes. Brad and John show KISM this morning with another Christmas stocking that we're giving away. And so it, what we're asking for this morning is you, you take a picture of if you got a passport stamp, take a picture of any one of your passport stamps that has a really good story behind it. If you've got a good story? You send that off to us, the picture of the stamp and the story behind it, Brad and John at KISM and we'll throw you in the drawing for the Christmas stocking, which we'll unveil an hour and from now. And it doesn't matter what part of the world you're from, you'll love those comfy sheets. So this is from Saudi Arabia, is that right? That's where this yeah. story takes place, and
1: you are a flight attendant. Yeah, I I, were, I lived, I was based out of Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, which is right on the Red Sea, across from Egypt. And um, we were contracted out through a company in Toronto where we trained, and then we um, we were based out of uh, Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, working for Saudi Arabian Airlines, and they fly all over the world. Is there, yeah.
0: is there anything different that Saudi Arabia Airlines does that the rest of the aviation world doesn't do?
1: Um, they don't believe in on-time performance. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> on-time arrivals and
1: stuff? They don't care uh, about that? On-time arrivals. Uh, no, there, there's no such thing in in their in their culture. No, no, you could you could fly somewhere you were scheduled to do a turnaround, and you might be there for a week. You you never oh, knew really? how long you'd be somewhere. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: Weird. All of a sudden, Southwest isn't sounding so <laughs> yeah, bad. Kidding.
1: So, no So no. so you
0: are you're with a group of flight attendants, and you're partying. Is it in
1: Saudi Arabia? Yeah, it was in Jeddah. Okay, they, they have different compounds we were on the study we were on the flight attendant compound then next door you have british compound american compound canadian compound and then there's a lot of arabs who live in palaces and mansions so everybody is um you know we're all segregated but there were parties all the time you could choose from three or four parties every day
0: okay so you were partying where and with whom on the
1: british on the british compound with other flight attendants, their nurses, their dental assistants, there are uh, trades guys, there are uh, also um, uh, the Arabs and Muslims and everybody partying together, drinking and.
0: The alcohol yeah. flowed free. Now, is that allowed in that compound or is that not allowed it, anywhere it, in Saudi it, it's Arabia?
1: Strictly, it's strictly, technically, it's strictly prohibitive to okay. have alcohol or drugs in Saudi Arabia because it's an Islamic country. But um, there's never been so many parties that I've ever experienced in any other part of the world than I had in Saudi Arabia. It was like living in a health club in the middle of the dark ages. <laughs> um, don't believe for a second that there's they don't have alcohol over there. So they would make siddiqui, which is um, homemade alcohol, and hello, yeah, yeah. And there oh, were there were parties. There are parties.
0: So you were thrown oh. in prison because you were you guys were you ladies and men and were, were drinking this.
1: Well, there were parties every night, and then there were always rumors that the Matawa, which are the religious police, were going to raid the party. But um, when I wasn't flying, then on my days off, I there were constant parties. Like I say. And um, we would, you know, go to a British compound, Canadian compound, or maybe we go out with uh, um, the Arabs and go to a mansion or okay. go Go go, go, go uh, wherever. Well, let's let's get and, to the
0: arrest. Let's get to the arrest here. You you they they what crash your party and and, and haul you away. Yeah, because well,
1: there were always rumors that the Matala, the religious police, were going to crash the party. But then we went to so many parties, you become really complacent, and you go, oh no, that's not going to happen. Okay. That's not going to happen.
0: But we did it happen to be on the <laughs>
1: yeah. and then the British compound, and then all these police with dogs came running in, and then people were scattering. It was like total pandemonium, and people. Some people were able to get away on foot or jump in their cars and drive off, but I was one of about twenty who got. We were rounded up and then we were taken to the police station. What do they tell you? Do they tell
0: you you're going to be you're going to be here for years? You're going to be here for days? <laughs> what do they What do they <laughs> well, tell we, you?
1: We we had no idea because we were it, it's like the it's so medieval there that they didn't know what to do with us. They probably have never had so many expatriate you know, foreign women in the prison, and they had no idea what to do with us. So um, we were there for three days, and we were being very demanding, and um, they finally got fed up with us. And then our respective ambassadors would come and deal with the Saudi government and with us, and then they finally decided that we had to be deported. But what is so um, hypocritical about it is, the Muslim men that were at the party were drinking as well, and then they were the ones who were um, ultimately interrogating us about um, alleged <laughs> alcohol being at the party. Wait, wait, the, so
0: the guys who were drinking with you are then interrogating you at the yeah. police station?
1: Right, at the police station, and they were wearing their, their they were gucci and their sobe and uh, being all official, like they had no idea what was going on. Uh, but you had to go along with it because you didn't want to go back to prison. And so then Saudi Arabian Airlines said, you have to fly out of the kingdom. We don't care where you fly. But yeah, you gotta put get on out a and plane.
0: Them. No problem. Hey, and said, I'm gone.
1: I said, me and my girlfriend said, we want to go to a place that's totally free. And yeah. so Saudi flew to, flies to New York City, and we flew to New York City. Well, that's good. And now, we,
0: are, are you allowed it, back in the country, or are you banned? Oh, no,
1: no. No, I, I am permanently deported. And in fact, <laughs> it's on deported. my quote-unquote record, because if I want to go to a place where you need a visiting visa so subsequent to that i've gone to places like i've gone to france i've gone to australia and you need uh visiting these visa, visas for those destinations and then they it's on record that i've been deported from Saudi arabia So then they have <laughs> to uh, give them a formal explanation as to what happened and then the people at the respective um uh what do you call it the um embassies just have a laugh over it yeah, you know, well, leah,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, well in closing leah what uh, you, you obviously have been all around the world it, it's all started with a passport stamp this conversation how many stamps are on your passport if you roughly could guess
1: how many passports have you mm. gone through oh i don't know 20 i don't know <laughs> yeah. yeah but that particular passport i will keep forever it yeah. has very interesting that, that is very a, interesting memory
0: that stuff. is a great story yeah. that's we love yeah, that story yeah. thank yeah, you it, leah it, it, Thank, yeah, you. Thank, thank you. Thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, so she, all Leah did was uh, she took a picture of her passport there and emailed it off to us with a couple lines or two. And, yeah, we bid on that story for sure. That's pretty darn good. Brad and John at KISM.com.